what's going on everybody out there on authentic minds hope everybody out there is doing well i hope that you are going from healing hurt to healing this is a journey that we all go through and make sure you pick up my book the man who grew up angry make sure you learn how to deal with that anger um in my book i talk about as i always say by the way my name is john o I'm on a path to help 100 million people heal from childhood trauma, heal from anger, um, because we're all on this uh, journey, I feel. I feel like a lot of us still hold resentment from childhood. We deal with things we haven't let go of. We haven't forgiven people. And that's a very normal thing that we feel as we go through this life. But I feel like given my point of view I can give you guys some tips and how to deal with that and how to understand yourself better so that you will be able to manage and navigate your own emotions and you will be able to hear that noise on my side but you'll be able to navigate your own emotions and your own feelings and why you feel the way you feel therefore you're able to um you're able to deal with your emotions a lot better than how you've probably been trained to do it, if that makes sense. So in my book, I talk about where the anger started, which it started with me growing up. Um, I had a, my mom and dad got a divorce, and then my dad got remarried about a year later, and then a lot of anger came out of that. And then out of that process, I learned a lot of lessons through my life. And then after that situation, um, I was able to draw a conclusion about how to deal with my anger. So I feel like it's my mission now that I'm in this situation. I'm able to um, I'm able to teach people how to deal with their own emotions and deal with their own feelings and their own thoughts and how they process their uh, feelings about anger. So today I want to talk about generational anger I want to talk about um, the types of anger and I want to talk about the types of outlet we can use when we're angry because I think a lot of times we feel like we don't have an outlet we feel like there's something wrong with us we feel like what people have told us when we were children defines us as adults and the truth is they don't have to so I went online and I started looking up some stuff, kind of like doing my research and uh, kind of got kind of giving you guys some uh, some help for you guys. If you're looking for, it. you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a, uh, a mental health counselor. I'm none of that. I'm just a person who kind of observed going through life about anger. And I'm just giving tips and points of view about this. So talking about generational anger. Um, I want to say this, if you, if you are going through a situation where maybe you're, you've been raised in an abusive household and you still live with the people who you were abused by and you still, um, struggle with that, do not be afraid to seek therapy. Do not be afraid to seek help. Um, do not be afraid to deal with yourself in that regards and get outside perspective. I want to say that first of all. Secondly, I want to say I do believe that what our parents suffered 
they do carry those traits down to us. So let's say our parents were, uh, give a basic example. Maybe our parents um, raised us in in a fear-based society. Maybe they were very anxious. This is a good example. Maybe everything they dealt with, they worried about. So maybe they worried about the bills. They worried about relationships. They worried about, you know, people they came in contact with. And although we say we're good, we're still carrying those same traits. And this comes back to self-reflection within ourselves. Like, what do we carry within ourselves that our parents relied to us? And although we say we're good, we're really not, if that makes sense. So generational anger can manifest in various ways, impacting our lives and relationships. Here are five common ways it may show up. Interpersonal conflict. Generational anger can lead to conflicts with families or between different generations. Resolved anger from past events or experience can create tension, resentment, and misunderstanding causing strained relationships. So maybe um, maybe we grew up with brothers and sisters, and I've actually known this to be true. Maybe we grown up in a household where we had a parent pit um pit our put our uh, brother or sister against us and although we can't identify it we can't uh we can't identify you know that our parents were the person to do this they did they did do it and so because of that, it, it creates this tension, not only with us, but it creates it with our siblings. And it has done it for years and years and years. So that generational anger still carries over and lingers. So what I'll say is if you are a person who is going through that, whether it be your sister, your brother, your cousin, always want to say this, forgive yourself for what you didn't know because at the time you didn't know it. I want to start with that. So many times we're so hard on ourselves because in our minds we think we should have knew X, Y, and Z, but we have to remember at that time we were children. At that time we didn't know. At that time we didn't understand. And our adult parents who did what they did or said what they said or, you know, whatever the case may be, they were the ones in charge of what we could and couldn't do. And I think a lot of times because we wanted to get out of that situation, we hold that against ourselves as we get older. And and like I said, we have to learn how to reparent ourselves. We have to learn how to forgive ourselves. We have to learn how to understand that it wasn't our fault at the time it happened. It, It wasn't our fault at the time it happened. But what we can do at this moment in time, we can learn from that. Just like what I'm doing, I learn from my situation. I learn from what situations, things that my dad's wife has said to me that still, if I think about it to this day, I will be lying if I say it doesn't hurt. But what I'm doing is now I'm teaching you guys so that you understand, okay, well, this guy went through this. Now I'm going to possibly guide you and hold your hand so that you can know how to deal with that. It may be a similar situation you're going through. 
as an adult or you're getting out the house or whatever the case may be. So that's a one way that generational anger stays with us. Um, another one is uh, communication breakdown. Oh, this is a big one. Generational anger can hinder effective communication. It may result in poor listening skills, defensive responses, or an unwillingness to understand differing perspectives. This breakdown can make it challenging to address and resolve conflicts constructively. This is definitely a factor that I know that I have dealt with within myself. Um, Not being able to hear somebody else's perspective because of the fact that so many times we grow up in these households that are, are, are dysfunctional and that we've been hurt so long that we put up these blockers that we're not able to listen to anybody outside of ourselves. And this is where we have to learn how to do inner work and, 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 and learn how to forgive ourselves and learn how to repair ourselves and learn how to bring some sort of calm within ourselves. Because as long as we're not able to listen to other people, we're never going to get an outside perspective of, of how the world operates. We're never going to get a, a perspective of how um, how other people may see the world that's different from ours. And one thing I learned that's very important, especially in my life, it doesn't matter whether it's business, it doesn't matter whether it's a relationship, it doesn't matter whether it's my kids, it doesn't matter who it is, I can't go into relationships in a business, job, boss, whatever it is, and take the mindset that because my dad's wife, this is an example, that my dad's wife did A, B, and C to me, that the next person I communicate with who reminds me or I may feel is talking to me like her is going to do the same thing. If I was in a relationship in the past, just because I was in that relationship in the past and it may have been abusive or it may have been X, Y, and Z, doesn't mean that in this new relationship, this person is going to treat me the same way. And so that's where we have to um, that's where we have to learn how to, we have to relearn and we have to unlearn and relearn how maybe the way we were communicate, the way we grew up communicating or how our parents raised us to communicate is not ineffective in our adult life, if that makes sense. Because this, this healing journey is not a destination. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a journey. It's a journey that we have to constantly unlearn and relearn. Maybe the way we, 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 sp- we speak and become defensive comes out of that ch- those childhood wounds. And we have to learn how to take a step back within ourselves and say, you know, I'm going to leave that part of myself. I'm going to forgive that part of myself. And I'm going to move on and leave that alone. You know, one of the things I noticed within myself because of how I was raised is, a lot of times I'm so quick to go so fast. And one of the things I'm learning how to do with my life is learning how to slow down, learning how to take a step back, learning how to seek help, learning how to uh, not try to do it all on my own. This is one of the things I had to learn in communication breakdown is I can't do every single thing by myself. I can't 
uh, get through this life by myself. But because of the hurt and the, and, the, and, and the holding on to what people have said to me, a lot of times I can I can get into that mode. But sometimes letting go is just as powerful as holding on, if that makes sense. The next one is parenting styles. Generational anger can influence parenting styles. If parents carry unresolved anger from their past, they may unintentionally pass it on to their children through harsh discipline, overprotectiveness, and inability to express love and support. Um, I definitely understand this one. And one of the things when my, my son is 12, my daughter is 10, one of the promises I always made to myself was I always made the promise that I never wanted to raise my children how I was raised. I never wanted to raise my children how I was raised. And the reason why I did not want to do that because I know the effects that the parenting style that was that was given to me was ineffective to teach my children. And this is where we have to go back in time and we have to say to ourselves, maybe doing this was done to me, but it doesn't work to do it to the next person. One of the things I realize, especially as my children get older, is my children have their own mind and their own way of seeing life. Me and my children were raised in the same exact place, but how they see the world and how I was raised to see the world is two different places. And if I interject and I put how I was raised upon them, that's not fair to them. And this goes back to letting go. And, and, and sometimes that letting go may mean crying. Sometimes letting go may mean writing a letter to ourselves and saying, you know, I hate this part of myself because blah, 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 blah. Because the truth is none of us have this anger thing figured out. None of us have this healing journey all the way figured out. We always have a process. We always have a, a, a next step to go to. And part of the process I noticed within myself where I'm very happy and proud of myself is I didn't put the same stipulations and the same things upon my children that I was given and put that upon my kids. I was raised in a household where we had to go to church. I didn't put that stipulation upon my kids. I was raised in a household where you had to go to school and you had to make a certain set of grades or else you're in trouble. I didn't put that on my kids. I allow my children to be their own individual and instead of putting the same uh, limits and expectations upon them that I was putting, that I was put on, I decided to make the change within myself so that they wouldn't be raised to feel the same hatred and anger that I felt. The next one is cultural and social divides. Generational anger can contribute to cultural and social divides. When anger is passed down through generations, it can cause, it can, it can fuel stereotypes, prejudice, and us versus them mentality, hindering progress towards understanding and unity. Um, if you hear that, that's a truck. Um, we have to understand that how we were raised a lot of times based off maybe it been church, maybe it was I don't know. Maybe we were raised in a in a in a in a family where you know 
the ethnic groups, you know, taught us a certain way in which to discipline our children or the way to speak to ourselves or the way to um, to communicate with others. And maybe as adults, that those things don't work. Now, some things we could keep and some things we can't. But if, if we notice within ourselves this, this, this way of thinking is keeping us angry and it's keeping us frustrated and it's keeping us um, in, a, in a cycle of we're angry at ourselves for what we're doing, then we probably got to throw it away. And we got to be real with ourselves when, we, when we're feeling those feelings because emotions are energy emotions. That's all they really are. Emotions aren't necessarily a good or bad thing, but we have to understand that sometimes the way we were trained about how we were taught from the people we were raised around, it does us no good in adulthood, and we have to know when to throw those things out. The next thing is emotional health and well-being. Generational anger can be a negative impact, can have a negative impact to our health and well-being. Carrying our resolve anger for an extended period of time can lead to chronic stress, anxiety, depression, and even physical health issues. It can also affect one's ability to form and maintain healthy relationships. I talk about this all the time, how trauma is stored in our bodies. Trauma is stored in our bodies. And one thing I notice is after a great workout, after I release those good endorphins within myself, I'm able to feel better about who I am as an individual. I'm able to, um, I'm able to, um, to release all that tension, that pent up anger that I may feel from childhood and say to myself, well, you know what? I'm, I'm very proud of myself for, um, I'm very proud of myself for, Um, releasing those hormones out of my body I'm, I'm very I'm very proud of myself for um, that tension that I was able to um, use and and put it into working out put it into boxing put it into weightlifting you know versus just holding on to it and acting like everything's okay and I'm able, and, and then I go do some, some stupid stuff because of the fact that I, I, I was lying to myself. And so many times we're holding on to stuff and we can release all that energy into weightlifting. We can release all that energy into running, walking, hiking, whatever it is, whatever your, whatever your thing is. Because as long as we hold on to that and we store it in our bodies, it's going to do nothing but build up. And then when we lash out at somebody or we punch a wall and we, and we regret it later or we feel stupid, then we have to look back at why we did that. Because today I could feel happy and tomorrow I could feel mad. But what I can do is when I do feel mad, I have an outlet. I do have something to go to. I do have something I can resort to as a way of of going from feeling good to bad. I mean, going from feeling bad to good. Because all of us are gonna have those days. All of us are gonna have those days when we're gonna have those flashbacks of those people from our childhood and they said X, Y, and Z. 
we may be at work we may be in in a, in a we may be you know driving through traffic we may be um communicating with a certain family member we may be you know at, at mcdonald's and the the cashier got an order wrong and we assume they were talking like the people in our childhood but as long as we're releasing those good endorphins it, it helps self-regulate who we are we're able to uh yoga is a good one learning how to breathe through our anger learning how to self-regulate and calm ourselves down these are practices that i encourage people to get into because once we're able to do these things then we're able to help ourselves through this journey from going to hurt to healing like i say this is all a journey and all of us aren't on the same route but as long as we're processing our emotions as long as we're doing taking the necessary steps to go from point a to point b slowing ourselves down versus being hyper vigilant from when we were children it helps us to do it helps us to go on this journey a lot better and it may feel like we're not progressing let me say this as well it may feel like we're not progressing but here's the truth sometimes when we don't feel like we're progressing we're actually progressing there have been people who have come to me and said, you know what, I appreciate what you said. And sometimes I don't feel like I'm doing enough. But you know what, I know I am and I have to. And, and this is part of the process of my journey. Next one, it's important to recognize and address generational anger to break the cycle and promote healing and understanding. Seeking therapy or counseling, engaging in open conversations and practicing forgiveness and empathy can help individuals and families navigate and heal from generational anger. We have to get to a place where our childhood does not define us. We have to get to a place where we take responsibility for how we feel. We have to take responsibility for who we are. We have to take responsibility for um, for for who we're angry at that maybe that 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 sixth grade teacher who told us we weren't shit you know we're still holding on to them and we have to be honest with ourselves you know because as long as we're holding on to that we're never going to move on i'll always say this is never our boss who we're angry at is who our boss reflects from our childhood that's who we're angry at and until we're able to let that go we're always going to keep replaying that person every person we come in contact with who gets on our nerves or gets under our skin now let's get to the next part the various types of anger now like i say i did this i did you know i just looked this stuff up kind of give you guys some guidance and try to help you guys i'm not a therapist i'm not a counselor i'm just here to guide you guys to give you guys pointers so that you guys can possibly seek therapy and seek the help you guys need so the first one they put down was passive aggressive anger passive aggressive anger is characterized by indirect expression of anger instead of openly expressing their feelings individuals may use sarcasm subtle insults or nonverbal cues to convey their anger this type of anger can create tension and misunderstanding in relationships i actually known people who are very passive aggressive and it is very annoying I used to work in a, uh, I used to work in a, in a prison, and a lot of the manipulation tactics that I learned 
that, that a lot of the prisoners, the guards use is very passive aggressive. It's not direct, it's not, you know, in your face, it's not lashing out, but it is very annoying and you can feel it. You can feel something's wrong. You can feel like you're being attacked without being attacked. And it is very, it's very condescending and it's very, um, how do I say it? It's very like, it is, I call it poking the bear. You know, somebody's, thr- somebody's throwing rocks and hiding stones, as they say. You know, somebody's poking the bear, and then when the bear starts growling, they, they jump back and act like they didn't do it. It's a very nasty way of being, and it's one of the ways I don't, those type of people I personally don't like to deal with. I'm a very direct person, and I don't like to deal with that kind of behavior. Um, but that kind of anger, I have seen that and I have dealt with people like that. The next type of anger is explosive anger. Explosive anger can refer to intense, sudden outbursts of anger. Individuals experiencing these types of anger may have difficulty controlling their emotions, leading to aggressive behavior, yelling, and physical violence. Explosive anger can have negative consequences on personal relationships and overall well-being. One of the, I actually read about this anger. Um, I learned about this anger. I think, um, I think it's called explosive disorder. And I learned about this anger. And I know that people who go to prisons, people who are in foster care, a lot of those people possibly deal with this kind of anger because. The only way in those environments to survive is to explode. The only way to um, get through your day sometimes is to explode. And I want to say this like I always say, if you are dealing with that and you are dealing with those flashbacks, do not feel hesitant to seek therapy. Like I say, I'm not here to tell you and guide you and and give you all the answers but what I am here to do is possibly give you a perspective that you've never seen so me I remember when I was younger and I remember when there was a point where this could have possibly been me where I was ready to fight at any time where I was ready to be on edge because I was I was hyper vigilant I was I was super ready to go I was always on go and, uh, and it is very draining to be like that. It is very, um, it's very, um, I don't know how to ex- describe it, but it's very draining because you're always on edge. And then it's easy to push people away. And so I want to encourage you, if you are feeling those feelings and you are that type of person, maybe because you were abused as a child, maybe you were sexually assaulted, maybe whatever the case may be, maybe you were jumped and you feel like it's always going to come out the blue, somebody's going to come out and whatever the case may be, do not feel afraid to seek the help. Let me say that again. Do not be afraid to seek the help. Like I say, this healing journey is a healing journey. It's a day-by-day, step-by-step. We're not going to all figure it out. But as long as we act like we got it all figured out, we're not going to grow. And we have to go from point A to point B somehow. 
We can't, we can't keep staying in our own way. We can't keep acting like everything's okay. We can't keep acting like, you know what, I got it all figured out. And every time we're, we're putting ourselves in a situation that's getting up, getting, putting us back in a more fucked up situation and we're not being honest with ourselves. The next one is chronic anger. Chronic anger is characterized by long-term persistent feelings of anger. Individuals with chronic anger may consistently feel irritable, resentful, and have general senses of dissatisfaction. This type of anger can negatively impact mental and physical health if not addressed. Um, chronic anger, another type. Self-direct anger. Self-direct anger, also known as in, internalized anger, is directed towards oneself. It involves feeling self-blame, self-criticism, and self-low low, low, low self-esteem. Um, like I say, with all these types of anger, whatever the anger is, I'm just reading the list. But um, if you do feel that way, where you feel um, like you need to talk to yourself in a negative way, that comes from childhood. Let me get to the next one because I don't want to be long-winded. Constructive anger. Constructive anger is a healthier form of anger that can be channeled into positive action. It involves recognizing and acknowledging anger, understanding its underlying causes, and expressing it in a constructive manner. Constructive anger can motivate individuals to set boundaries and advocate for themselves and work towards positive changes. This is the most effective anger that you could do for yourself. Just like what I'm doing. I'm taking the anger that, sorry that's a plane, but I'm taking the anger that I once felt and once dealt with and I'm teaching you guys how to deal with it. This is constructive anger. This is what it sounds like. Just like the, just like the outlets I'm about to share with you guys. This is what we have to do. We have to get to a point where we finally take accountability within ourselves, and we say, you know what, my childhood is not gonna define my adulthood. This is a journey that I'm going through. This is a journey that I feel. I do feel like lashing out. I do feel like punching a wall. I do feel like snapping somebody's neck. I do feel like killing somebody, but I do not have to act on it. I could take back what happened in my childhood, those voices that are in my head, they don't have to be mine. Those are just voices in my head. Maybe, yes, I grew up with an abusive dad or I grew up with an abusive mom. Yes, I did. But you know what? That doesn't have to be the definition. I don't have to be the same mother or the same dad that they were to me, to my children. And this is what I'm trying to encourage you guys. Although we've all been through these situations, we don't have to use that as an excuse. We can say, you know what? Let me be the best version of myself by leaving that anger that I was taught alone. Yes, I went through some hard shit. Yeah, I did. Da, 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 da. But you know what? I don't have to deal. I don't have to deal with this one alone. I could find a support group, go on Facebook, seek counseling, seek therapy. But also, you know, get to a place in your life where you take responsibility for your anger. You know, write down how you feel. Start rapping. Start, you know, going to an open mic. Go on YouTube, create a YouTube channel. There's so many different ways nowadays. 
you know and the next part of this i'm gonna resolve this by getting to the outlets get to the outlets so one of the outlets you could use is physical exercise boxing swimming um yoga hiking um running so many different types you know choose your outlet so you can resolve your anger um number two deep breathing you know one of the things i notice is that when we're angry and we're super super angry we breathe shallow deep breathing learning how to breathe self-regulate our, our our body when we feel that that tension because we can't be riled up 24 7. there's a saying i forgot it was from a, a, a clinical a clinician and she says you know it's like you know if we saw a bear and we were running from the bear you know that is the time to go on fight and flight mode but if we're constantly in that state then we're, we're, it, it's serving us no purpose. And so many times we, we, we're breathing shallow and we're on edge because in our minds we think what happened to our child, what happened to us in childhood is going to happen to us in adulthood. And so we're always on edge and we're always on go and we're always, and sometimes we have to take a step back and say, it's okay. It's okay for me to mess up. It's okay for me to fuck up. It's okay for me to breathe. It's okay for me to sleep. It's okay. Tomorrow will come. I'm not going to get it, this, this healing journey all figured out. I won't. It's okay. Sometimes we got to do that with ourselves. The next outlet is expressive writing. I love this. Just like what I'm doing. Get Create your own podcast. Write down your thoughts. Share your thoughts. Go to an open mic. Go on YouTube. Don't be afraid and hold all that shit in. Write it all out. If you feel like you, hey, bro, I feel like killing somebody, write it all out versus lashing out at somebody. Now you're getting arrested and you're going to prison. There's been many times where I felt like doing some crazy stuff. And because I was able to write out all my feelings, after I was done those 30 minutes, I didn't feel the need to do what I thought about doing. And it has saved me several times when I didn't have anybody there. I didn't have no one to talk to me. I didn't have nobody around. And that's what I want you guys to do. I want you to take this podcast, listen to it if you have to three, four, or five times, and take it with yourself and write down how you feel, whatever that outlet may be. This is no right or wrong. This is not me telling you what to do. This is just me guiding you through maybe you haven't even heard somebody tell you this. The next one is talking with a trusted person. You know, I think a lot of times this is the big one. I know for myself, it took me a long time to get to this point. But we have to start relearning how to trust ourselves. I, I learned that a lot because a lot of the trauma and the anger we face, we start blocking people out and we think everybody's out to get us. And we think that, you know, nobody's to be trusted. But the reality is there are good people out there. And there are people willing to help. And when I started to reopen myself up to people, people started to open themselves up to me. And did everybody I trust, did everybody, uh, did, did some people fail me? Yes, there have been people who have de desperately failed me. But there have been also people who have been consistent. And sometimes that's just the risk of living life. That's just the risk of retrusting ourselves. We have to learn that sometimes 
the way the relationships we have in our life our lives this is how i look at it from this point of view the relationships i have in my life are a reflection of me so if i want great people in my life i have to be great myself i have to work on being great and work on myself and therefore by working on myself i'm able to find people who are great now is everybody i'm going to come in contact with going to be uh, a trustworthy person maybe not but it's better than sitting around and saying to myself you know what everybody's out to get me everybody's not out to get me everybody's not out to harm me certain people may may scam me whatever the case may be but that's just the risk of living life life is a risk and we, once we understand that we stop being afraid we stop holding ourselves back and we stop getting in our own way Sometimes we're so angry at ourselves and and you know we want people want to come in our life and they want to help us and and we can't trust them and so we put ourselves in these situations where we're holding ourselves back. So get to a place where you engage and you find trusted individuals that can possibly help you. Whether it be business, whether it be friendships, whether it be relationship, whatever it is so that you can go from point A to point B. Because I'm telling you, you can't do this. You can't do this healing journey alone. You can't. It's impossible. Last but not least, engage in a, engage in a creative outlet. Engage in a creative painting, drawing, um, playing a musical instrument, whatever that is. You know, connect for <laughs> self-expression, going to an open mic. But the point I'm making is this. Whatever your outlet is, um, whatever your thing is, whatever you feel like you need to do to break those generational curses from the traumas that you have dealt with. I don't know what what you have dealt with. I don't know what you've been through, but I can tell you this. um, Holding in all that shit will not help you. Holding in all that anger, um, holding in all that pent-up aggression is not going to do nothing good for you and it's not going to do nothing good for the people around you. So the best thing we can do is learn how to deal with our own traumas, learn how to deal with our own anger, and get to a place within ourselves where we do the best we can do. Learn how to forgive ourselves. Learn how to create an outlet. Learn how to create a space where we can trust ourselves again to get to that space within ourselves where our parents and what they said don't define us. Because a lot of times the first the first anger starts with the people who raised us. That's just the truth. They raised us a certain way. We didn't like it. And then we're upset about it. And we're holding in all that 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 pent up aggression, and then uh, and then we start lashing out upon people. But then the the reality is the same anger that they put upon us. Now we put upon ourselves, and then we start doing what they did to us to other people. And so I, I challenge you to get to a place where that generational anger that you learned from childhood you're not able to reteach and reparent yourself so that 
you now do better for yourself and your children. And you create those outlets for yourself and your children so that they don't have to feel what you felt. Whatever it is, whatever you got to do to go from hurt to healing, you do it. If it got to be write a book, you write a book. If it got to be do a podcast, you do a podcast. If it got to be you run six miles, you got to punch, a, you got to do go to a boxing class. Whatever that thing is, you do it. Because this life, this, this life is not linear. This life is not, okay, I'm just going to go down the road and I, I'm going to get it all right today. It don't work like that. It's a day by day process. I have my days, you're gonna have your days, but as long as you understand that, and as long as you are growing within yourself, and as long as you're congratulating yourself, and as long as you're using those outlets, I promise you, you're gonna go from point A to point B. There was a time in my life where I couldn't go a day without talking about my dad's wife, and I would be so mad, and I would sit there and be pissed off, and what I didn't understand was she was controlling me. She was controlling me. She wasn't thinking about me, but I was constantly thinking about her. I got to wake up and prove her wrong. And then one day, I figured it all out. And to me today, I don't care. And that's the point I want you to get to. I want you to get to that same point within yourself. And you say, you know what? Those people that did what they did, said what they said, it doesn't define who I am. It doesn't define me as an individual. Now I have the outlet. Now I have the resource. Now I'm creating the resources so that other people understand how to deal with their own trauma and anger. I hope this podcast has helped somebody. I hope that somebody listens to this and says to themselves, you know what? I am an angry person. Whatever my anger is, passive aggressive, you know, whatever whatever my style of anger is, it's okay. I forgive myself. It's okay, man. It's okay. It's okay. You 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 we all go through the shit. But we gotta go from hurt to healing. We have to acknowledge it. And once you get to that place just like I did. You, you will be a better person. Not only will you be a better person, you'll find other people who are better within themselves. And the problems that you used to face that seem so hard won't seem as hard anymore. And I promise you, you'll move on with your life. And whatever that means for you, it means for you. And be okay with that. Be okay with that. I'm on this mission. My name is John O. I'm a podcaster slash author. I'm on this mission to help 100 million people heal from childhood trauma. Pick up my book, The Man Who Grew Up Angry. It's on Amazon.com. And um, we got more stuff. We got courses coming out. We got, uh, it's, the book's going to be in Spanish. It's going to be an audio book soon. Uh, we got YouTube channels coming with different uh, people, different guests. Um, I'm just on this mission. I'm very excited that I'm able to help 100 million people. I'm speaking it into existence. 100 million people heal from childhood trauma and anger. And I hope that this podcast serves you, the listener. And I hope that you are able to deal with your anger and your trauma, whatever it is, whatever outlet you got to go through and whatever outlet you got to deal with so that you can become a better you. Y'all have a great night, day, wherever you are in the world. Have a great day, a rest of your year.